You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back into the show. Happy Thursday. It's January 13th already. It, it, January's flying by. 2022 will be flying by, I'm sure, like it always does. Tom and Ricky, we're your hosts today. A lot to get to today. We've got a guest uh, waiting for us here after we do our little housekeeping issues. Steadypicks.com, completely free to sign up. Sign up today. You get best bets from myself, from Ricky, from Donnie. The Steady Pick system plays. All of it's completely free, everything we have to offer. So no hurt in signing up today. See what we have going on. And while you're there, take a look at the sports book offers. We have a few special offers for certain different sports books. Uh, BetMGM, $1,000 risk-free bet. And over on BetRivers and SugarHouse, $250 deposit match so we talk about this all the time and i'm sure we'll talk about it today getting the best number shopping around is key to your success in betting so if you don't have every book that you can possibly have in pa or whichever state you're in you should sign up for all of them so that's the little message there uh gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER ricky good morning how you doing today Happy Thursday, Tom. I'm doing well, my man. I'm excited. Uh, I always love the episodes where we have a guest on board. Thank you. And speaking of our guest, we'll welcome him in. It's He's known as Clive Bixby 41 over on Twitter. He's also got a BetStamp account, which uh, for those who aren't familiar with BetStamp, it tracks your plays, it verifies your plays, the line, and the number that you're getting with the sports book that you've gotten that number at. So it's a really great tool to track for yourself, but to also know which people that you're following are legit, we'll say, or that actually know what they're doing. Um, Clive here ranks top in, I guess, 2021. I saw a list come out that you were at the top of. So I think that's fantastic, but nonetheless, we'll welcome him in, uh, Clive Bixby, forty-one. Clive, how are you? Doing great. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me this morning, uh, and thanks for the kind words. Betstamp definitely a great tool. Um, goes along with the line shopping stuff that you were talking about, and trying to get some reliable tracking for the people out there who claim that they are winning sports betting, but then they'll just say they're on a, a three-game winning streak. Their last three. <laughs> Meanwhile, ignoring the previous 187 games and, and what they did there. 
and we, uh, you know, we try to, and that's why we love doing this show because all of our picks are posted and tracked through uh, the Steady Picks website, the website that we that we do this show through, and we've always tried to be really transparent, and that's why we love doing this show because it allows us to be, you know, very transparent. We get on, we give all of our plays in the morning. I give you why. And it's, it's really fun to, to kind of do that. Um, but how long have you been using BetStamp, the app, for? Uh, probably about May of last year, I think I got started, where I was just posting a couple of picks here and there. Uh, probably more seriously in <clears throat> July or August. And then once college football season started, uh, really was very, very, very diligent about it at that point and have been so ever since. And they've done a lot of updating uh, to the platform over the last, I don't even know, eight, nine months uh, to make this really, really cool. So um, that's that's fantastic. Now, you, you mentioned college football. What sports is it that you primarily bet? I know you do a lot of NBA, but is college football another big one for you or what's the – What's the portfolio look like? Uh, I tend to bet all sports. Um, different methods for each. NBA is the one that I focus on the most and spend the most time on. Um, college football just happened to be that, you know, there were so many games and, and so many different, uh, you know, line changes and things like that where BetStamp just became a very good tool to use to make sure, like you mentioned, getting the best line that you can for the side that you like or you know over or under depending um but nba's been my specialty it's how i got started um i would say mlb is a second after that but yeah nba is my uh, my first priority once that starts football kind of goes to the wayside got you and, and guys i want to just paint the picture a little bit for the the viewers here because Clive is plus 128.4 units. If you head over to his bet stamp page, all the plays are tracked. You can see the history of all the plays across all sports. And uh, I did see a lot of NBA in here too, obviously with that going on. Um, one, one question I have, Clive, is there a, a sport you enjoy betting the most? Aside from where you've had the most success. It's definitely basketball. Um, yeah. just because there's so many different, there's different variables. I mean, and over time, I feel like the variance does kind of, you know, even out football season is so short. Um, and, and baseball is baseball's always been more fun for me to watch and to play, you know, mm. growing up than it is to bet. I, there's value in it for me for sure, but, uh, it, it's definitely NBA. And if you could, I, I find it very interesting the way certain teams react to other teams in terms of uh you know pace shot selection and you know lineup changes things like that there's just even though it's only 10 players on the court it's still a lot there to kind of process and incorporate so that that's always been my favorite and so speaking of some of that let's let's dig a little bit sure so in the nba we'll take the nba in particular what I was really impressed with when I follow, like I've been following you on Twitter for quite a while and just whatever, the way that you beat the closing line is very impressive. That's something that 
you know, for all people that bet sports, that's really the red flag. It's not necessarily the wins and the losses. It's are you beating the closing line consistently? Are you beating it every time? How often are you beating it? And that is what really sticks out to me to to say, hey, this uh, this person must know what they're doing, right? So talk a little bit about how you approach beating the closing line. Are you building models where you're kind of projecting what the numbers should be, and then when they get posted the day before, you're you're capturing the off ones? Is that kind of the idea, or is it the other way around? Uh. It's, it's a little of everything. Uh, when I first started, a lot of it was simple steam chasing. Um, you know, I'd just gotten into it. I didn't exactly know what I was doing in the sense of, of how to, to model out a game. I just, you know, you guys mentioned before, there are a lot of different sports books out there, and there are a lot of ways to get the best number. Um, but then that evolved over time to me predicting and creating my own opinions and from there first it was manual now i have something that i did create maybe a little bit more efficient but you know and i heard you mention this on another podcast uh recently within the last week or two um a model alone really doesn't get it all done it can if you are an amazing modeler i'm sure and you know Maybe you have a computer science background and you're doing some, you know, machine learning and things like that. Maybe you can develop a model that will win 57, 58% of the time. I don't know. That's not me. Uh, what I can do though is, you know, create baselines and then make adjustments off of that based on some of the other factors that we talked about, you know, different adjustments, players in and out of the lineup, et cetera. Um, so sometimes do I bet the night before? Yes. Sometimes I bet the morning of, sometimes I'm betting the game, you know, an hour or two before game day. Mm-hmm. I now have the positions that I like and I try and gauge and read the market and see where it's going. And if I think it's going to go to the point where I'm not going to get the, as good a price as exists this minute, I make the bet now. If I think that for some reason I maybe know something that the market doesn't, mm-hmm. I might let the market continue to go in a certain direction and then place the bet, you know an hour before tip-off. It all just depends. Uh, I've always been somebody that's tried to be as versatile as I could and, you know, make sure I am getting the best number. Sometimes I fail. It happens all the time. And even if you like the position, you know, you still lose 45% of the time. (laughs) Right, exactly. And uh, so much good stuff there. Thanks for shouting out an old podcast uh, from, you know, I think it was last week where I was talking about the model doesn't, do everything like it can if you're a you know a top half of a percent of people who are good at models but otherwise it's not going to capture everything especially when you take a look at the whole covid layer that's been added into the nba like the nba has been affected by by this like we've never seen they've got injuries they've got covid they've got guys that are 45 years old getting back into the NBA how has that changed the way that you approach your betting like historically have you've been more willing to bet the night before but now maybe you find yourself trying to hold off as long as possible because of all the late COVID in um you know announcements and all that stuff 
Yeah. Well, I really missed Lance Stevenson, so I'm just <laughs> glad he's back. Um, I didn't even see that, but that's fantastic. <laughs> what I would say is, and as I, there's only five games today, but you take COVID and you take um, the more frequent rest days than you saw, you know, maybe five, six years ago. And you have Brooklyn, for example, playing on a back-to-back tonight against Oklahoma City. I don't know who's going to play out of out of Harden, uh, Durant, and Irving. Um, I know it's a home game for Brooklyn, so Irving's probably not going to play. But maybe they change their stance. I don't know. But just as an example, um, when you have a back-to-back like this, they might not sit. They might not play all three starters. So that's something I kind of have to wait to let the market evolve on. If I think there's a chance something like that might happen, I wait. If I feel a little bit more confident that the lineups don't have any significant chance of, of somebody dropping, then I feel a little bit more comfortable making the bet the night before. You know, like the uh, the Wolves and Grizzlies tonight, there's nobody that I expect being in or out because of, of COVID or rest or anything like that. So I expect them to have their normal lineup. Uh, but it, it does. It makes it a lot more difficult to be confident in your, your early night or I'm sorry, your early day or your previous night bets. And I've been mm-hmm. finding when I'm betting, because I do a little bit of NBA, it's not really my my main thing, but when I would do a little bit of NBA, I was end up finding myself getting killed because I'd bet the overnight and I would find a number that I really like and, and the math that I have says, yep, that's going to be a good a good play. And then COVID just destroys it. And I end up getting the absolute worst of a number so bad you can't even imagine. Even in the NFL, I got stuck with that a few times in the last few weeks. And it really makes me sit back. And Ricky has this more more of a mindset this way is I'm going to wait because he's more of an information uh, gatherer, if you will, where I'm going to gather all the information I can and I'm going to make it an educated bet based on all of the information that I can find, not necessarily taking a risk or trying to project where the market's going to go. I'm going to wait. I'm going to collect information. I'm going to collect data. And then I'm going to make a play closer to the closer to kickoff or tip off or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just think it's very interesting. The mix and you said it best earlier, the mix of, information the mix of a model and some data-driven things and then the other side of it is i need to be on top of who's out who's in what's their scheduling spot look like i need to research all this stuff and it just becomes a lot of work a lot of work yeah anybody who says you know betting sports uh and winning long term is easy uh hasn't been doing very much of it uh (laughs) And I think the other factor to think about, too, is when you have such volatility, be ready to execute. Um, so I, I know nobody wants to have 10 different sports book browsers open on their, on their, on their laptop or, or even on their phone, for that matter. Um, but depending on how much you can execute against you know, injury, COVID, lineup type news, the the more frequent you can make take an early position or you could take advantage of the opposite where if somebody, you know, you don't want to take early positions, but you hear tonight, uh, I don't know, Durant's going to be out. And so is Harden. 
you know, you can react off of that. So just being ready to execute, it all just depends on how much of a, uh, a focus and a priority this is for you. If you're somebody that's casual, um, you're taking a chance if you're betting early. Yeah. Clive, have you, um, have you dipped into the futures market in the NBA at all this season? Uh, I only have one futures bet out there and I think I made it the first, first, uh, first week of the season. Uh, not something I play with a lot. Uh, it's especially because of all this, this stuff, you know, going on hopefully come, uh, you know, come NBA finals time, this maybe will be passed and it won't be as, as much of a day to day. But for now, it's just way too volatile for me. And I also don't like, unless I think I have a huge edge, I don't like tying up money over the long term when I could be using it day in and day out on volume. I like that. I'm, I'm always interested uh, with betters to see. It's typically one way or the other. You know, love the futures market or kind of shy away from it. So uh, do, you, do you have a dark horse, though, for the, uh, for the NBA Finals this year? Honestly, no. The, the futures bet that I made, you know, full transparency, was the Jazz uh, to win the championship. Um, I don't even remember the price I got it at, to be honest. Um, it's better than it was now, or it's better than it is now. Uh, from a long shot perspective, I mean, I really like what the Bulls have done. Uh, um, I think they have pretty good chemistry there, too. Um, way different looking the last 10 days but they're a team that i've kind of been able to get a good handle on uh they're rolling. I, yeah i, I don't love the covers yeah i don't love the lakers i don't love golden state to you know to end up you know winning a championship i think a lot of people probably fell in their fell in love with their offense early in the season and it just hasn't been great but they still play great defense so they'll have a shot too um it's hard to say. I, any of the big favorites, though, not in love with. Interesting. Okay. They I have. have uh, oh, go ahead, Ricky. No, no. I was just gonna say it's a little bit similar to the NFL, where you know there's not one powerhouse. I mean, maybe Brooklyn if they're how they're all playing, but like there's a lot of teams you could make a case for, and I love that. Um, so it's good. It's good stuff. If I'm looking at, at the team that I think's probably got the best upside for where they're they're at from a record perspective and it's still kind of a favorite, it's probably the Bucks. Um, the Bucks. Yeah, when they have their full team going, uh, you know, and they, and they play defense like they did last year in the playoffs, it's really they're they're, they're going to be very very tough to beat. Yep. Bucks currently sit at seven to one. I have a ticket. The only NBA championship ticket that I made was the Warriors at nine to one. I can't remember if it was preseason or right as it started, but I jumped on that. They're down to four and a half to one. Nets are two and a half to one plus two fifty. That's just way too short for any of these teams with the way that the season's going. Uh, Suns eight to one. Interesting uh, ticket there. I'm sitting on all these all these Sixers futures tickets. We need to do something <laughs> about Ben Simmons, or I might as well burn them. It's not looking good. We'll see though. Yeah, they, 
they they laid an egg last night. I had them at a uh, minus five against Charlotte, and Charlotte's awesome. a team that right. just is yep. so Charlotte's so inconsistent. Um, they have been playing better defense lately, but they're just uh, they've been a tough team for me to pin down unless I'm betting it over typically. But I've been staying away from those overs lately because of the way that you know it seems like their defense might be evolving a little bit finally. Those Hornets are a wild card. Yeah. Well, Clive, thank you so much for joining us again at Clive Bixby 41 on Twitter. If, if you've never heard of him or you don't follow him, it's at C-L-I-V-E-B-I-X-B-Y 41. Clive Bixby 41 over on Twitter. Before we let you go, I've got to ask you, we ask all of our guests, do you have any action for tonight that you're willing to share with us at this point? Uh, yeah. What do I have tonight? Um, I have, I'm, I'm thinking the under in Golden State Milwaukee. Um, I haven't even looked at these lines yet, so I don't know if they moved, but I did make a, a play last night there. Um, and I think a team that's kind of on the rise is the Pelicans. So that's another team to consider for for a little bit i think they've been playing much better basketball on both sides uh you know since maybe the first month month and a half of the season they're kind of gelling a little bit so those are two teams or two games that i do like today other than that there's really not much on the schedule i mean i'm kind of looking forward to seeing what happens memphis and, and the wolves tonight uh but nothing there's nothing that i love love let's just put it that way that's fantastic. Thanks for sharing what you can. And thank you so much for joining the show. This was wonderful time. We'll have to do it again uh, if you're open to it. So we'll have to try and reschedule this. Yeah, and do of it course. Again. No, this was fun and, uh, you know, happy to help however I can. And great show. Thank you Appreciate so much. Appreciate it a lot, my man. Steady Picks right, Radio. Have a great one. Thank you. Thank you. Steady Fix Radio. Wake up and wager. That was Clive Bixby 41 at Clive Bixby 41. It'll be in the description of our uh, of the podcast episode. Let's take a real quick break. When we come back, Tom and Ricky will finish this show up. SteadyPicks.com. Be back in a minute. get a winning edge in sports betting look no further than steadypicks.com and steadypicks radio our team at steadypicks provides data analysis and insights to help you become a better sports better best of all steadypicks is a hundred percent free a steadypicks membership gives you access to all of the steadypicks system bets our expert hosts best bets and our special guest picks Head over to our website, www.steadypicks.com. Sign up for free and start winning. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back into the show. Tom and Ricky were your hosts. Thanks for coming back. That was a great segment. I love having different guests on that, that talk about their experience, what they look at, all that sort of thing. Um, just fantastic. So his play that he recommended, I missed the first one, uh, but it was the Pelicans he said keep an eye on. They're three-and-a-half or three-point home favorites tonight against the Clippers. 
I believe it was the under in the Golden State Milwaukee. Was Golden the, State uh, Milwaukee. The, first one. the under there is one that he was looking at. Right now, 223, 223 and a half. It's even a 222 out there, so it's a little bit all over the place. But those are the two plays that um, he is looking at. I don't know if he has them in pocket yet, but those are the ones he's looking at. So appreciate him sharing that. Hey, real quick, Tom, again. Plus 128.4 units. Every play is posted on this on this bet stamp website. You can see every play he's made, the closing line value on, on each one. But this is a really good better. I just want to stress that again, you know, for the, the listeners in this episode. This is someone who's, you know, they're winning in sports betting. Like, I'll just leave it at that. Yep. They know what they're doing. Check out the picks. Really great guest. And, um, yeah, absolutely. And the BetStamp platform is really, really a great platform, even for people that just want to track, like, how, you know, they're not expecting to be a big closing line value guy or expecting to have 10% ROI or whatever. But even if you're somebody that just wants to track what you're doing and have more in-depth, like, analysis about your plays and and a good place to check them. Uh, it's a great platform. Um, really, really nice. Anyway, Ricky, let's keep on moving here. Is there anything in the NFL that has changed for you? I've got a few tennis plays, which we'll get to, but is there anything in the NFL that has changed for you that you now want to bet that you didn't previously want to be involved in anything at all there that, that you'd like to touch on? Uh, no, I'll, I'll get into the NFL stuff on our, our show with Donnie tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, one thing I will say, uh, we have a UFC special coming up with Sean Brady. UFC's back. I, uh, I'm i excited to be, to be making some UFC bets, Tom. So that's where my, my attention will go uh, after this. Very good. And we'll have uh, – we're doing a fun little contest for the UFC card this weekend, which I guess I can share about it here, right? Can't we? Ricky? We can tell, yeah, yeah. Tell, tell the people about it. Um, just making sure it wasn't some deep, dark secret, right? You gotta, gotta protect us. Um, we are doing a little contest for the UFC card this weekend. It will be Ricky and Sean Brady against myself and Mustache MMA. If you, if uh, you took our advice and listened to his breakdowns of the fights for this weekend, it's him and I against Ricky and Sean Brady, and we are each going to have five units to bet on the card for the weekend for Saturday night. And whoever comes out on top is the winner. So Ricky and Sean will be doing you know, that episode will be out, uh, I believe today or tomorrow. And then, Sean Mustache, Sean, and I will record our bit of it today or tomorrow, and we will post that as well. So you'll have to listen to two different shows to hear the, the totality of the, the picks of the contest. It'll be this episode with Brady and the episode with Mustache. Hey, let's go. Let's go, Tom. You've been talking a lot of, a lot of smack. We'll see how it ends up. 
Yep. Yep. We've got some big plays. We've already been in the lab planning what we're going to do. So we've got some pretty, pretty interesting plays. I think, uh, well, you probably won't even comprehend, won't even get that far down into the, into the weeds. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Oh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> oh, is that your Tom, approach? Just the quiet. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But um, Tom, I'm going to jump real quick. Uh, so I'm going to let you wrap up the show, but we'll get some UFC picks in. Everybody make sure you tune into that episode because we're going to kick Tom and mustache MMA's ass. And I'm going to leave it at that. Very nice. We're losing Ricky. We're losing Ricky. Beat him on out. Because we got tennis plays anyway. <laughs> this is exactly how we laid it out, folks. We we start the show. We got three people. We get one off. We get Ricky off. Now we talk about tennis. Of course. Australian Open qualifiers well underway. I've got two plays in the qualifiers for tonight. One of which I really, really like. I'm not sure I understand why the line is what it is. I'm not sure I totally agree or that I understand it. So we'll get to that one, but we'll start with the other one first. The other one is going to be Irina Begu. No, not Begu. Get this back up here. Barra. All right, get them all confused. Irina Barra plus 115 against Victoria Tomova. And a lot of things to really like about this. Bara is just playing much better. I've got her rated well, well, well above um, above in this match, above Tomova here. It's really not even close on my numbers. Barra has won uh, three of the four matches against each other. Their head-to-head record. She's won three of four. She's three and one. Uh, and that, that dates back to even some ITF days. But 2-0, beat her 2-0 in 2018, 2017, 2-1 in 2019, and then lost the most recent matchup in 2021 last year. Went three sets. It was 6-2, 6-4, or 6-2, 4-6, 7-5. Came right down to the end. So I expect a close matchup, although I think Barr is going to get the best of her in this one. So the price on that that I got is, I believe I got 115. Oh, plus 120 at Parks is the number I got. It is 115 at BetMGM currently. Other play that we have here is Lucia Bronzetti, I believe is the proper pronunciation. Bronzetti. Lucia, Lucy, Lucy, Bronzetti against now Hibino. Tough last name, tough name there, but. Ronzetti is one of those up-and-coming players. If you don't know who she is, she's going to be well-known at some point here. She's she's young. She's very good. She cruises through the ITF ranks, and this is a big tournament, big match for her. 
very, very good on the hard court. Arguably plays more on the clay uh, in her career, but she's very good on hard court, having a very good season this year. Um, these two have never played head-to-head before, but Bronzetti, to get Bronzetti as a small dog here, I just, I really don't think it makes any sense at all. So we'll take Bronzetti plus 105 is the best number that I could get. The Italian, Lucia Bronzetti, plus 105. So there's the two tennis plays for today. Both the Australian Open qualifiers on the women's side. Nothing, nothing, it's Sydney and, and Adelaide for me. Allison Risk, minus $1.25 against Tamara Zeden, Zedenzek. Zedenzek's been really cool to watch. Uh, Paul Bedosa playing Kasatkina. She's a small favorite, minus 135. We may have to crunch some numbers on that. That could be an interesting play. That's in Sydney. And Krajekova absolutely crushed Caroline Garcia last uh, last night. She's a dollar twenty-five dog, plus one twenty-five against Annette Contavate. We'll see if that's interesting in any way. Steadypicks.com, Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Thank you so very much. Let's get these tennis plays going. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to our guest. Again, fantastic show. Good luck tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow.